What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. Coming right at you at 104.5, 106.1, the sister station. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, feel free to check out uh, Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. That's the mothership, and that's where all of that magic happens. All uh, that magic. Sounds all like that a, magic. Does that make sense? Like like, yeah, I like Sounds like Disney. Do, 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 do. I don't know what that was. That was like our intro. Like elevator doors open. <laughs> uh, coming at, we're doing this still quarantine style. So little brother Nico in the bunker under the ocean. Mm-hmm. And, um, and me coming at you, Corey DLG. How you doing, man? I mean, I'm still alive in my bunker. Uh, are you? Have you died of the plague yet? Um, everyone's a zombie, but we all seem kinder now. We just travel together. Really, it was a bonding exercise. Have you have you watched any of the greatest television show ever created by man? Uh, Bojack, no, I'm kidding. Uh, the Midnight Gospel yet? No, you said nice things. I need to watch. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. I guess this is the next thing I'm going to check out. It's the Midnight Gospel. I might put that on the night while I'm working on stuff. It's real cool. Okay. All right. We'll have to, I'll have to take a look at this here. The only reason I, I, I mean, you really mentioned that is because you're talking about zombies, and that's like the first episode. Oh, uh, okay. Is it like different things? Is it like the uh, robot love thing was? Kind of like it's it, it's literally podcasting, but like so like the 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 audio is from like a podcast, and there's like a, a running theme, and then the visuals have like a, a story that's like loosely connected to everything. Okay. And. So, like, the topics are all over the place and really interesting stuff. And then the visuals are just kind of, like, fun, but, like, pretty interesting and meaningful. I guess I guess we'll need to, we need to check this out then. I'll check this out. Yeah. Um, so, it's, it's uh, we're getting close to having live sports again. I know. Um, I, I just got an ad for the NBA restart. Oh, man. Oh, it's happening. The 2019-2020 season ain't over yet. Coming back at you, yeah, in like a week. Oh, man, 2019-2020. How, how long ago was 2019? Seven so, months ago? So this season technically should have ended like... A million years ago. No, off the top of my head, I think the NBA playoffs can kind of creep into summer a little bit, like early May. So we should have been done like two months ago. Yeah, yeah. But uh, instead, they canceled the season in February. Uh, they basically looked at everything, and <laughs> this is what's kind of messed up. They're restarting the season, but they're only inviting 22 teams. There's 30 teams in the league. Look, sometimes you just got to accept that you're not going to make it. And I think that's what they did. I think the NBA basically told 18, they were like, you don't really, like, do you even, you know what this is? This is when your job doesn't like you, and you don't like your job. And it's like raining, and they're like, "Do you even want to work in the rain?" And you're like, no. "Do you need me to come in?" And they're like, "Well, we don't need you, but we're not gonna say no." And you're like, "Well, I don't necessarily have to come in today." And they're like, e- "You're probably right. Tell you what, if we need you, we'll call you." But the answer's probably no. Right. So the Knicks and seven other teams that suck are all at home. Um, Darn. <laughs> where is I supposed – where is the loser's bracket? I need – Yeah, the Knicks are definitely champions of that bracket. Like, there's no doubt about that. Um, but so it's kind of interesting what they're doing. They've got eight games scheduled, and basically these eight games are set up in such a way – I think it's the last, technically it's the last eight games on the schedule, I believe. And it's going to decide, um, no, it can't be because one of the rules, um, and I don't have it in front of me. Okay, here we go. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's not all the games. Here's the rule. If the number nine seed finishes within four games of the number eight seed, there will be a play in tournament between nine and eight to decide who gets in. Hmm. I don't know what that means. So after these eight games, everyone's kept their record from before. Okay. So in the in the East right now, 
The Orlando Magic is eight seed at 30 and 35. And the Washington Wizards are 24 and 40. Well, if the Wizards win five or six of their games and the Magic blow theirs, they'll finish close. And the reason it matters is because there were still technically games left in the season. So at 30-35, they've only played 65 games. So in an 82-game season, they're still technically short. You know, oh, so, uh, the, so they so they played it kind of, you know, make up that difference. Yeah, and so they're given the nine seed. They're given these close teams. So this is where it's funny. In the East, they only invited nine teams because the Wizards were kind of close. Mm-hmm. All right. In the West, they invited 13 teams. Right, because it's way more competitive. <laughs> so the eight seed in the West is 32 and 33. It's the Memphis Grizzlies. The Trailblazers, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Suns are all within two games of each other. Mm-hmm. But there is kind of a gap. So the Grizzlies are 32 and 33. The Blazers are 29 and 37. The Pelicans, Kings, and Spurs all have 36 losses. And the Suns have 39 losses. Basically, anyone from a 9 seed down in the West can't lose. If they lose a game, they're out. Right. But if somehow, after these eight games, a 9 seed finishes close enough to an 8 seed, they would play in a tournament in which the 9 seed would need to beat the 8 seed twice, and the 8 seed would only need to win once. Ooh. Some Some real heavy... Uh, sudden death, but it sucks. Edition. Yeah, basically, um, and realistically, it looks like the reason they're doing this is because of the Washington Wizards. I know they invited more teams from the West, but realistically, the Wizards were in the weird middle ground where they could have still made an Eastern Conference playoff push. Right, they could have made, it. and so they're yeah. like, "Yeah, we'll give it to you." And then because they brought the Wizards, everyone in the West was like, well, what about us? Right. We're already better than them. <laughs> yeah. So they all were like, I guess. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of that's sort of the interesting part of it. Um, and then I think once they, they're going to regular playoffs after that, uh, like I don't think they're doing anything weird and reseeding or anything stupid. I just want to see this finals. I, I'm intrigued. Uh, I think this really helped the Lakers. The Lakers? I think it did because this let LeBron James just sit down and rest. And the last Why would he ever do that? Well, listen. He's LeBron James. He's going to be a Space Jam too. Nobody, nobody would say it, but 35-year-old LeBron James probably wanted to rest. That's insane. But, Can't believe it's that. <laughs> but there's like 16 games left. Let's see. The Lakers were they were the one seed, 49 and 14, six games ahead of the Clippers. Yeah. Was supposed to be the best team in the NBA. Uh, right. So there were 19 games left on the schedule, and the Lakers were in cruise control. So I'm I, I kind of feel like this is a huge favor to LeBron James because, A, it cuts off the number of games he has to play to get into the playoffs. It makes it harder for him to lose the one seed because he's already six games up. There's only eight games left. Um, and then to top all of that off, he has to, like, rest his body for three months and get it ready. Yeah. Um, I think this is a dangerous thing for the NBA. Uh, because here's what's crazy. So the Lakers are 49 and 14. And then the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Thunder, and the Rockets are all four games apart. Clippers are 44 and 20, and then the Rockets are 40 and 24. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's literally two through six. Whoa. And then there's a little bit of a gap again. But, I mean, the West is just so crowded that I don't know it really is I don't, I don't know like the many... east is out here with like 40 losses and it's like we can still make eight and it's like <laughs> yeah the no, west is said... like two through six all have less than 20 or like 20 or less losses it's, like... it's remarkably <laughs> uneven that's for certain 
twice as almost twice as many losses and they're still like vying for a spot. Yeah, the Wizards like if they were in the West, they wouldn't have even been invited to the tournament. No, not at all. The Phoenix Suns are twenty six and thirty nine. Right. <laughs> and they're the thirteenth seed in the West. Yeah, the Wizards, if they were a Western Conference team, would have no business even getting getting a phone call. They'd be home right now. Right, they'd be they'd be team number fifteen in the West. So I, I do think that's a little interesting, but I but I West the Wizards got to be pumped to finally at least get into the playoffs and finally be talking about something other than social issues. Because oh yeah, thing, for sure. The one thing the NBA has been doing has the NBA players. And obviously, this just—it's it, more their wheelhouse than almost any other league. And it's not a race thing because the NFL, I think, is probably more black or just as black as the NBA. Um, but the the NBA, I would I would I would disagree because the stars in in football, a lot of, most of them are white. Okay, all right. I think that's that's probably a fair. You're talking about like quarterbacks and stuff, right? Yeah, like that's the probably player, a fair like the the poster child. But I think the next set of young NFL stars are all black. Like the quarterbacks are black now. Yeah, um, no, for sure. But I'm saying, like, as of as of right now. Uh, yeah, that's probably fair. But the NBA is just closer to like social media and all of that. The the NFL players are always careful about what they say. Oh Whereas, yeah, like the culture. The cultures are completely different, and we've always we've always said that the NBA is a lot more progressive. Yes, yeah, and that's kind of what I'm trying to get at, I guess, maybe in, in in the worst way possible. But like the NBA, they they've been more comfortable getting involved in social conversations mm-hmm. than the NFL. The NFL wants nothing to do with them, right? The NFL just just cares about it. the bottom dollar, and the NBA is willing to stick its neck out for certain things, right? And and they're not, and I, and I think what's interesting about that. Is once the contracts are guaranteed, suddenly the players feel like they can they're protected and can say what they want, right? Because now the owners have to side with the players. I can't right. let my I can't let, leave my hundred million dollar player out there to like to dry. It's like yeah. I've got to protect him. I've got to back him up. I've got to I've got to be on his side of these issues. Right, and I think that's that's kind of a really important thing to make because like the thing about security is that it's always like it, it's double edged because it's like. Well, what if they mess up? But also, like, they can do their best without having to face that repercussion. Well, and that's why you, that's why the, the, the teams, are, they've started to become careful about who they bet on. Because the era, the era that I came up watching the NBA was this amazing sideshow of guys making hundreds of million dollars that had no business doing it, who were lunatics and egomaniacs and terrible teammates and crazy people. And the contracts were long, and the salaries were high, and teams were just trapped by these players. And now you come around to this side of it where these players, they're socially aware, they're intelligent, uh, they're involved, they've got good teams around them. Like, And I mean that personal-wise, like managers, agents. Like, mm-hmm. For the most part, they're getting quality advice and making sound decisions. Like LeBron James is on course to be the first billion and then probably the first trillion dollar athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that's happening because when he got into endorsements, basically after his first round of endorsement deals as a rookie, he stopped taking endorsement deals that didn't offer equity. Yeah. Um, and so all of a sudden LeBron James isn't just selling your Big Macs for you, but he's turning around and he's, he's making himself money when he sells you a Big Mac. And that's a, that's a, that's a wise way to play the game, right? Yeah, that's a that's a whole new level. It might make you less money up front, but you're gonna make that back later. Like, yeah, sure. none of these companies, none of these companies are going away. No, no one's like Nike's gonna go out of business tomorrow. Right. Let me see if I can Google this real quick while we're talking. But Fifty Cent on the vitamin water deal. I mean, he made. I want to say I thought I saw as much as eighty million. Like that's insane. It's just, it's insane, but it's also insanely smart. Right, because he took, okay, okay, here you go. 
2007, the Coca-Cola company acquired vitamin water from uh, Glassal for $4.1 billion. According to Washington Post at the time, 50 Cent was thought to have walked over the figure somewhere between 60 and 100 million. <laughs> so vitamin water, son. Jeez. And it's, be- it's because he took he took uh, stock on that deal instead of cash. Right, which uh, that was the correct decision. Listen, if someone's offering it to you, you know what's funny is as a consumer, we've become more aware of those things. Like uh, Shark Tank has taught us about equity and things like that. Like there was a, there was definitely a time when a guy like Fifty Cent would have just taken the five million up front and been thrilled. And then, like, the business world has evolved, and we've all learned more, and suddenly he's like, can I get some shares? <laughs> can I get some shares of this? Say, man, I think I'm a partner in this venture. Um, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Club Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, it's Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and worldwide at IronStar.com. Um, yeah, so I, I do think that... Uh, the NBA is coming back, but baseball has already beat them to it. Baseball is playing what they call practice games. Which wow, are totally what a concept. Totally made up. Um, the other day, Aaron Judge of the Yankees hit the first three-out homer in the history of baseball. I don't know what that is. A three-out homer. It's exactly what it sounds like. Um... They were towards the end of the game, I think six or I think seven, six or seventh inning. And right now, as they're warming up, pitchers have pitch counts they, they're supposed to get to to throw what's called a simulated game. Uh-huh. So uh, the Yankees were playing someone I don't remember what it was. Might have been the Orioles. Might have been. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, the pitcher on the mound was a couple pitches short of his counts for the day, and rather than have him sit down and come back up, the manager for the other team said, hey, can we throw a couple more pitches this inning? Let's just play it out a little bit more. My guy's only a couple pitches off. And the Yankees manager said, yeah, sure, no problem, whatever. So Aaron Judge comes up there to bat, even though technically the inning is over. It's three outs. And he then hits a home run. So it's now the first ever three-out home run. Uh, no, it's not. Don't lie to me. First step, three-out home run. I, I mean, hate it baseball. It was televised. I don't know what else to tell you. It happens. I hate baseball. Oh, my <laughs> God. This is the worst sport ever. They These are the kind of people. Not to end the ending. They were like, uh, let's just keep playing. The other guys were like, yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> 
Right, and that's going to be in the books forever. Yeah, it forever. counts. I mean, this is they haven't started the season yet, but I mean, it happened now. Yeah, it's happened now. Someone's going to be in like future space year 2032, which is only like 12 years from now. Like, hey guys, remember, remember, remember that one time someone hit a, a three-out home run? That yeah, was crazy. Yeah, the vid files still show it. <laughs> right, three ESPN shows it all the time. <laughs> right, and it's nothing. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. By the way, after he gave up the home run, they were like, "All right, let's just go ahead and end this inning. Forget it. Never mind." <laughs> yeah, as soon as they started losing, they're like, "Hold on a second. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh... <laughs> um, so the you know, I said I wanted to continue. I lied. Yeah, I listen. We, you know what? It turns out we don't need any more pitches off of him. It's fine. That's fine. <laughs> nice hit. Nice hit. Uh, the Astros in their first game back earlier this week, uh, they had three guys thrown at. I think that's going to be a regular occurrence this season. And I think it's petty and stupid, and I hate everyone else. Um, can understand in baseball the feeling is. If they hadn't cheated, they wouldn't have won. And that's not necessarily true. It is the feeling, though. And to that, I say, get over yourselves. You didn't even make it that far in the first place. <laughs> Why don't you tell them how you really feel, man? Look, I, I hate baseball so much. <laughs> like, not only is it the worst in terms of money for young people, it's hard to get into... The minor leagues suck. Uh, they don't know what to do with themselves. And the fact that it's super boring to watch and the television's bad. And there's like gentleman rules and people get upset and throw balls at people trying to injure them because they're salty. Like, get over yourselves. I hate <laughs> baseball so much. This is a good list. Like, I'm impressed that you've even paid enough attention about baseball over the years to make a list like this. Like, I, everything about baseball makes me livid. It's okay, almost so as bad as college thing. sports. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not too far from it, I feel like. Let me ask you this, though. Just in all devil's advocate practicality, the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. So, you, do you think it's relevant at all that the Astros cheated their way through most of 2017. No. Even though that's the year they wind up winning the World Series. No, because even if you know, there's no way because what they did was what they did was basically just sign stealing, which technically is a rule, but you learn about it and you adapt. Like there's no like it's a it's it's one of those stupid unwritten rules that like no one can really enforce, and I think they just they played their cards wrong. Okay, all right, okay. I I mean, I don't think I disagree with your with your principle, which is that sign stealing is part of the game. I think I think baseball's problem in general is that cheating is always allowed until it's not. Yeah, like it has such a hard, it has such a malleable like. Oh, but this isn't allowed. But this is, but that's like you're not supposed to steal signs. It's like yeah, but I'm looking at him do things and have a four minute conversation on the mound where he, one guy keeps throwing up gang signs and the other one keeps nodding or saying <laughs> yes. Like, like there's no way I'm not gonna figure that out. Like people aren't dumb. <laughs> Right. Well, and that's the thing is stealing signs is known and accepted because when a runner's on second, pitchers and catchers switch signs anticipating the sign steal. Right. Like, and the same thing happens in football. That's why, what's his name, used to throw out 50 bogus calls and one real one. That's right. Peyton Manning used to all the time. He he was audibling and he was calling fake audibles and live audibles. As a mix, um, there uh, and Bill Belichick used to uh, have a guy watch the other sidelines because while on offense they they moved away from the sign stealing, they moved in they put the microphones in the helmets. On defense, they didn't for a long time, 
And finally, it was Bill Belichick being so good at sign stealing that they finally just they were like, okay, we gotta we gotta put microphones in the defense. Um, so <laughs> the other sports have moved away from this, right? Um, and like this is this is just a like it is just a baseball problem. Right, like you know how you instantly alleviate that? Give your microphone to the catcher and the pitcher, and just have them do every single thing every single time they're on television, where they cover their mouth with their glove and they talk. Uh, I think the only problem with that might be the batter there could probably hear the catcher. No, like the pitcher, the pitcher is just calling it at that point. Oh, that's not a bad idea, and the catcher saying yes or no. Yeah. That's a pretty good idea. I, I don't hate that, actually. Like, wow, modern play. technology. <laughs> but again, baseball doesn't do modern technology. So it's kind yeah, because they're the worst sport. <laughs> kind of doesn't matter. Um, and the reality of it is, yeah, they're just too comfortable with cheating until they get caught. So steroids, the steroids era in baseball, was a decade of just absolute cheating. And everyone was doing it because everyone knew everyone else was. And instead of getting it out of the game, they just got it deeper into the game. And to the point where when the players' union and the league sat down and, and said, okay, we've got a problem with it because the media had already figured it out and there was a big story break and uh, Jose Canseco had written the book that basically outed and named like 30 active players and people were testifying to Congress. It was a mess. Um, and so – Baseball and the players union said they sat down and they said we're going to do one anonymous test right away, and if fifty percent or I think it was like thirty percent of the anonymous tests come back positive, we immediately are going to institute a drug program. And they were negotiating on the drug program while the tests went out, and I think something closer to forty five percent of anonymous tests came back negative or came back positive, and immediately kicked in a drug program. And that just kind of proved that the league, like while they were bad mouthing steroid users. Listen, if those, are your, people, those are your stars. Well, but, but li- more importantly than that, if that many people came back as positive, but every baseball player you talk to to a person was against it, some of those people are lying to your face right now. Right. There's probably a guy taking steroids telling you that steroids are bad. Yeah, telling you, oh, we got to get him out of the game. But then he's, he's shooting up his, his B12, finger quote, B12 in the locker room before the game. Um, and that's the thing is there's kind of just this weird comfort with cheating. Um, and now certain players are unfairly targeted. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens will probably never get in the Hall of Fame because of steroids. Um, despite holding records. Despite holding records and most importantly, despite not being the only ones. Yeah. And right. that's kind of the new thing. That's that, that brings me back to the Astros with the it's 2017 they cheated but they did win without cheating they're going to be unfairly punished because they were the one who got caught yeah they i mean they they weren't the first ones to do it i mean like you saw other people got fired as soon as the decision with the astros went through well and, and the yankees had gotten in trouble the year or two before and it's coming out now that what they were told public what we were told publicly isn't really it's actually worse than that yeah um so you know it is what it is um but yeah i i do think they're gonna keep catching flack for it oh no for sure because people are petty but the thing that's gonna like the the thing that upsets me is that like we still made the run all the way up to the world series again or we get the third well, we were in the World Series just two years later. Yeah. Yeah, and we got uh, through the Nationals. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, or we made it that far. Like, what other team has done that? <laughs> no, we're definitely in an era of good baseball for the Astros, but I think, unfortunately, My- 2017 lets other people now just talk bad about us every time we do good. Right. We're going to be cheaters now forever. Right, which is stupid because we're not the only ones, but we're just going it's, to – it's calling out people when you know you're also not 100%. It's, it's, it's petty and – It is, really... and who knows how many of them are doing something similar or close to it. That's what I'm saying. Like, 
it, it's only as soon as something comes out about you, you're going to look even worse because you're, it's like, oh, we were talking about them for so long. Right. Okay, so, so you mentioned uh, Space Year 2032. Uh-huh. Uh, you and Mookie Betts are going to be the two that have it si- uh, circled on the calendars now. Why? Mookie Betts just signed a 12-year, $365 million extension with the Dodgers. Cool. cool. Um, so that takes him through the 2032 season. It's so far. And it's baseball, so it's all guaranteed. It includes a record $65 million spending bonus. Oh, that's pretty good. It's a good day. It's a good day for him, no doubt. Yep, too bad he's stuck in the game for 12 years. <laughs> well, he's 27 now. He'll be 39 when this deal is over. <laughs> right. He'll, he'll, be four, he'll be almost 40 years old. Cool. Uh, you know what's funny is, like, yeah, that's a lot of money, but he could, like, if he was good at any other sport, he would have had... You would have had it way faster. Yeah, the deal probably wouldn't be this big, but he'd have more money already. Right. Yeah, he might see, like, yeah, at 28 years old, he already would have signed, like, one $80 million deal, and then he'd sign a four-year $150 million deal on top of it. So that's 250 right there in four years. Like Right, and then, and then he can retire at, like, 32 instead of, like, four you know, an extra seven years. <laughs> Um, it doesn't say how much is deferred. That's kind of the new thing now in baseball is deferred payments. Uh, oh, yeah, because they don't want to pay you now because that would be ridiculous. Well, I noticed they were doing it more and more when Bryce Harper didn't stay uh, in Washington with the Nationals. He took a $330 million deal uh, somewhere else, and one of the first criticisms was like, uh, Washington came out and said, well, we offered the same amount of money. Bryce Harper said, well, no, they didn't. They offered $100 million in deferred money. So, no, they didn't offer me $300 million. They offered me $200 million and a promise. And that's true. That's a, that's a, that's a fair way to look at that. Um, there are players like Albert Pujols who are scheduled to receive over $100 million after they retire. I don't know about that one. But here's the thing that drives me crazy about it is baseball's gonna tell you they're broke. Right. No, it's exactly it. They're gonna be like, Oh darn, you know, the books aren't really adding up. How about next year? And you're like, Oh darn. They're sitting around right now negotiating with players, trying to get everything straight for this mini season and someone just signs a four hundred million dollar contract. Like you can't Yeah, again, problem with baseball, it's Poorly managed. Here's a funny uh, tweet or text from a quote, I'm sorry, from Mike Trout. Asked about the contract. He said, I'm excited for him. We kind of went through the same situation. I was laughing because of the physical he probably had to take because mine lasted about 10 hours. Mike Trout, who famously signed a $426 million contract. Cool. Uh, he said, so being close to him now, it's pretty cool to have him out here in Southern California. It's great. But talking about uh, the physical, I'm sure they go over any possible thing. They're trying to, they're like, we want you for the next 10 plus years of your life. So you're going to make sure that you're going to be alive. <laughs> I'm sure the knees and elbows and ankles and wrists are like. Shoulders. shoulders. Yeah, I'm sure they are just looked over like a mechanic. Uh, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Tug Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health prices straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community. So takeouts 
uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports right here on 104.5, 106.1, sister stations. And, of course, we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, as always, make sure to go to Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, that's where it all goes down. That's where we make the good things happen. Uh, right now, we are still in the process of giving away a PlayStation 4, Xbox One, or Nintendo Switch. Winner's choice. Make sure you're liking, sharing, subscribing, reviewing. Make sure you're doing that and putting that out there. Um, this week, I was going on a tagging spree, just tagging as many people on my social media as possible. I wanted, I, listen, we're giving away a console. Someone's going to win this thing. Could it's be, true. It could be. Make, make sure you're emailing to nerdthugradio at gmail.com all the screenshots of you entering the contest. Uh, that's how those are your official entries. No limit on entries. Again, like, share, subscribe, or review. Screenshot it. Email the screenshots to nerdthugradio at gmail.com. Those entries are gold because somebody is one of the game system. It's true. Um, all right. Nico, you want to tell everybody about the Adventure Begins Comics Games and More before we move on? The Adventure Begins Comics Games and More is open and they have full operating hours. However, you are required to wear a mask if you are to come inside of the store. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, they still do have curbside and delivery services available if you want to get your nerd at home or if you just want to be a little bit safer. Uh, they also still have private rooms available if you so desire. They do have table space, but at 50% capacity. And it's the free comic book summer. Big deal. You come into the store, get your freebies, you get a little passport. And every time you come in on the new Wednesday of each week, all, all the way up until September 9th. So this this runs for a long time. It's like it's like nine weeks or something like that. It's like a great oh, period. Yeah, that is a lot. Yeah, so come in, you can uh, pick up your free stuff, and you get a little stamp in your passport, and then you can turn that passport in. You don't have to have all of them, uh, but if you even if you get only a sum of them, if you miss one or two, it's okay. Uh, you still get your loyalty points for it. So you get free discounts. You can use those points for the private room or other discounts in the store. And the adventure begins, comes to the more uh, fantastic store, wonderful staff, very clean, family-friendly. It's a wonderful place. Head on down. I definitely recommend getting involved with the Adventure Begins Comics Games and more. Uh, they got my books in a little box. They hold them for me. I buy them. I get my discount. I use my points. I get $10 off of action figures. Uh, you, got like a, you got like a million points at this point. I do. I use some more, so I'm down to 104, I think, is what I was told. Um, but that's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find opportunities to spend more money and, and bring them back up because I love the Adventure Begins. Um. So, we got one more segment here, right here on Nerd Thug Sports. Uh, we've been having fun today. The NFL would like you to know that they have confirmed that if fans are allowed at NFL games this season, they will have to wear a mask. Oh no! I want to. I want to reiterate a part of that sentence. If fans are allowed at games. If, if, this probably means you know. So, there's basically the players in the league are very, very close to an agreement. Uh, they're circling a 45 day run up before the start of the league. That so to make the September 12th opener, I think that means they have to start in the by the end of next week. I believe. Um, mm. and so what they're looking at, or early next week, something like that, um, because they want like ten days of non-contact conditioning, then they want two weeks of training camp, and then they want like I think it's like ten more days of something. Uh, 
and then roster cuts, and then boom, you're in. Um, the Jets and the Giants announced on Monday, though, that there will be no fans at their home games at MetLife Stadium until further notice. Right now in New Jersey, Phil Murphy, the governor, has limited the number of people who can attend outdoor gatherings to 500. Um, Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark Davis said he is leaning toward not having fans attend games at the new stadium just yet. Uh, The broke Los Angeles Rams announced Tuesday that the new SoFi Stadium will be at limited or no capacity this season. Limited or no training. Limited is in they want they want a little bit of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you could just put some money in the boot when we pass it around, that'd be a big help. Uh, did you see? I saw a clip of a church using a remote control car to pass the collection uh, plate. That's like how fun is that? Is that fun? I, I don't. I, I like anything like anything that's like really novel, like like a, like a drone or like <laughs> remote control car. Like I, I think it's really funny. <laughs> I think a pandemic is maybe the wrong time to pass around the collection plate. I mean, maybe, but you know, some people aren't aren't that bad. Some people continue to work the entire time. No, no, I, I totally agree, but I, I feel like a pandemic is maybe when like we. We Look, if, if you're believing, if you're believing in the word of God, then you believe in the time because the money will eventually come back to you. That's God's will. No, but that's in like uh, prosperity gospel. Do regular churches also say like if you give it, you'll get it back? Is that a, is that is that like a hundred percent standard? I always thought it was just like, hey, other people need money too, jerk. No, it, it's like it's like if you if you give money to the church, then the Lord shall provide type deal. But that's prosperity. Like, that's prosperity preaching. And the other pastors speak out against that. So I know that can't be all of them. No, it's not all of them, but, I mean. Is that all of them that take tithe, though? I mean, that's usually, I mean, that's the, that's the literal biblical tithing. That's what it, that's what it talks about okay. in the all Bible. Right. All right. Uh, Philadelphia City officials last week announced that no fans would be allowed in the stands during Eagles games in 2020. But a day later, the Philadelphia mayor said, uh well I mean if they want <laughs> so I mean they're not, maybe they're not on the same page uh yeah, he was like no Falcons, the, uh, the mayor's like but I wanted to go <laughs> yeah he was like uh I got tickets bro um the Atlanta Falcons have detailed plans for hosting between ten and twenty thousand fans at home games so. Uh, it sounds like everyone's all over the place. I think more of it has to do with like how bad it is where you're at. Yeah, um, like if you're in Colorado where like nothing's happening, like you should be fine. So the Broncos could just have what, like half stadium? Are you saying like whole stadium? What do you think? Uh probably. I mean, maybe not a whole stadium, but I mean, considering that Colorado opened at the same time like Georgia did and has like nothing happened to it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's uh, that's a good point. Hmm. Like some places just aren't hit that bad. Maybe just everyone in Colorado's immune. Who knows? <laughs> uh, that's a, I'm looking at this. There's this weird headline. I'm trying to figure this out here. Okay. Uh, this is on ESPN, uh, posted uh, from Wednesday night here. Okay. Uh, Marcus Edge rusher Marcus Golden had his rights revert to the New York Giants at 4 p.m. Uh, Wednesday. He, this is weird. He, I'd never heard of this. Golden had previously been given a rare May 5th tender. He had until Wednesday or the start of training camps to sign a deal with another team. Otherwise, his rights reverted to the Giants at 110% of his 2019 salary. The salary will be $4.125 million, with another $1 million available if he hits double-digit sacks. Why is, what's happening here? Golden led the Giants last year with 10 sacks. Golden was perhaps the Giants... Uh, da, 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 da. He led the team in sacks, tackles for loss, and quarterback hits while making $4.75 million on a one-year prove-it deal. The Giants don't currently have a player on the roster who had more than four and a half sacks. He spent the first four years of his career with the Cardinals, but his time there was derailed with a knee injury. 
returned in 2018 and finished with two and a half sacks in 11 games, so he admitted he wasn't himself. He then had a bounce back year in 2019 with the Giants. This is so, so he had a good year, and they were basically like, "Well, see if you can go somewhere else. If not, then come back." No, I don't quite. The Giants place rare, unrestricted free agent tender on Golden. Okay, here we go. This is going to explain what's going on because I've never heard of this before. Uh, and you know me, I'm a nut for weird roster stuff. I love these things. Um, the New York Giants elected to place a rare, unrestricted free agent tender on outside linebacker Marcus Golden. So this isn't a franchise tag. This is a unrestricted free agent tag. The May 5th tender allows Golden to negotiate a deal with other teams. The Giants don't get any compensation if he signs elsewhere. But if he doesn't, he becomes... Okay, okay. If he signs with someone else, then he gets counted in for the Giants' uh, compensatory pick formula. And if he doesn't sign with anyone, he reverts to the Giants at 110% pay raise. Hmm. So basically, they were like, well, it's not a lot of money for to bring back a really good pass rusher. The most notable recent use of the May 5th tender was by the Patriots on the Garrett Blunt. He did sign with the Eagles, so it didn't matter. Um, there are a lot of teams who kind of game the system. The compensatory pick formula is in the NFL draft after the third round, the NFL awards picks based on a formula that takes into account players you lose in free agency versus players you, you signed in free agency versus uh, performance of your like last year's draft picks, kind of a sort of a thing. So that seems like they take a lot of variables there. They do. Um, but a lot of teams game it. The Patriots regularly are in the top two or three for comp- compensatory draft picks uh, because they will, they will end depending on the salary and the performance of the guys who leave versus the salary and performance of the guys that come in. Oh, my God. Yeah, like a lot of stuff goes into it. But the Giants or the, uh, the Patriots have like – they have cracked the code on it. Um, so it sounds like initially for the Giants, they probably expected someone else to sign him, but they were just going to get a little bit of credit, a little bit of love in next year's formula, Mm -hmm. but then he doesn't sign anywhere. And now they get a discounted pass rusher. If I was him, like he should just, he should have just taken a deal. Yeah. Especially if he was on a one year, like if it's not a proven deal, then don't call it that. You're, uh, did you mess with your headphones just now? You, you, you sound totally different. Oh, yeah, I think I just leave it on them. Yeah, you can't do that. It's, you know technology in your house. It's, it ceases to exist as soon as I look at it wrong. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Actually? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear okay. me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I was saying, I, I honestly, I think the... Marcus Golden and his team just screwed up here because they could have signed anywhere and it wouldn't have cost the new team anything to sign him. Like, they didn't have to give the Giants anything to get him. Right, yeah. And he's, I mean, he looked like he did pretty good, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I definitely think he screwed up by not signing somewhere. Although, listen, 110% pay raise is better than most people get. That's true. So let me ask you this. This is always a weird thing, and I think sports are totally different. But every once in a while, I think about what it all looks like to the other guy. Like, right now in this world, in this climate, in this economy, with everything going on, does he look – Marcus Golden, does he look – how does he look if he wants to fight this or he doesn't want to sign it because he's not happy with the number, blah, blah, blah? Oh man, I don't, I don't know because it's such a weird spot. I feel like it's hard for him to ask anyone anything to sign him for any hire because of all the crazy stuff that's been going on. Like we're in an era of like historic highs in terms of salaries, 
but also in this unprecedented like dip in everyone's pockets. Right, like Jadavian Clowney remains unsigned. Yeah, and I mean he's no slouch. Uh, now he is asking for apparently crazy money. I mean, uh, it's um, it's true, but he probably he he probably thinks he's worth that much. But unfortunately, I think a, a proclivity to injury and, um, you know, finishing the season is also pretty important too. You know, it is, and unfortunately for him, last year wasn't great. Yeah, like he didn't like he he started this, his season really strong, but he didn't finish it very well. No, he he finished it with the sports hernia, and I think he led the Seahawks with sacks, but he only had like I think four. Yeah, and, and no one else on the team even had more than two. I think like like it was a mess. The whole back, the whole they were a mess as a as a unit. The whole defensive front was bad, but he was part of it. Like you know, you yeah. say we sucked and then go, but give me money. Like, hey, I know we didn't do that great, but look at me, I did pretty good. Should sign me. It's like, eh. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I just think it's kind of complicated. Um. But if I you gotta you gotta chase a deal there, like even if it's a nine million dollar, you you know what your bottom is now. You know you're getting one hundred and ten percent from the Giants. So I think you go out there and you get yourself something from somebody. But I don't know. Maybe and maybe it's it's hard to find free. I mean, this might be be a really awkward free agency for a lot of these players because everything's well, so sure. uncertain. For sure, like you can't uh, travel like, hard plus doctors. Uh, like you can't get the physicals done with teams. This is this is a weird. Like this, this might be a hundred percent. Like they offered him this deal, and then this happened to him. Like it might have just been the timing. Maybe that's a possibility. Like um, it's not like they. It's not like they they gave him this deal back when everything was normal. Right. Yeah. Or like when it started, and it's like, well, figure it out. It's like we probably made the deal, and he was like, well, I have time, and then it was like, oh, never mind, I didn't, I guess. It turns out I don't have time. Uh, turns out the world exploded. <laughs> no joke. Speaking of out of time, that's us. We are out of time today. Uh, as always, little brother Nico, good job. Thank you for uh, for a C minus effort. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> thoughts and prayers go out to the Ford family uh, dealing with the loss in the family, uh, but a uh, friend of the show. Uh, but uh, oh, on behalf of little brother sorry. Nico, and uh, on behalf of myself, an adventure begins. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Stay safe, stay clean, uh, keep your hands clean, uh, be kind, be gentle, and uh, yeah, fight the man and uh, Black Lives Matter. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh-huh.